What's up, everybody? Hello. How's it going, man? Good. You, bro? I'm not bad. Oh, my headphones aren't fitting properly. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is another edition of That's Canon. Canon, 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 Canon. Uh, I told my doctor about it. And he's just like, you're spelling Canon wrong. I was like, what? He's just like, well, you're using Canon as in uh, can- can- canonical. Oh, really? And, and I was just like, yeah. He's just like, that's with one N. I was just like, yeah. But I mean, we I think we knew that. But the joke was like, we're playing on it. Yeah. That's canon. And the logo's a canon. Mm. And he's just like, oh. And then he just looked at me like I was an idiot. But I love my doctor. <laughs> like my, dry satire. It's like, yes. yeah. My doctor's <laughs> one of the best. He's really funny. So when I told him about it, he like he looked really excited for what I was doing. But you could also tell he was just like, well, I mean, you're 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 spelling it wrong. So. I guess that's what you kids are into. <laughs> you geeks aren't too smart, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not too bright. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those kind of reactions of just like, oh, you're uh, okay. I see. I think I see what you're doing, but I also think you don't know what you're doing. So, um, so this is another edition of that's canon as i mentioned here on franklinarmstrong.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, t- my co-host today oh, oh, sorry i thought you're gonna i thought you're gonna lead me into well it's it's dave Colziel. Yeah. Uh, i'm part of uh the wonderful group of uh squared idea um which is a montreal-based comic-con uh led and created by uh, mike wilcox and chris nicholson who uh, we're starting to publish our own comic books we have uh, two under our belt the fathom and trinity and we're also here to help uh, local artists trying to get into the game and trying to find the resources they need to uh to make their dreams come true to make their thoughts reality make dreams come true i don't know what song that was supposed to be <laughs> um yeah so i i oh what's the website because i i always oh. feel like i'm saying it, it's squared dash idea.com okay yes and you could also find us at uh patreon which is a, a great website where uh, a lot of independent artists posts uh well their their work whether it be uh just regular art, comic books. Uh, I think they also do, uh, to a certain degree, f- uh, like video clips, but I'm not too sure about mm, that one. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but it's a great way to find uh, local artists or international local artists, independence, if you will, and, okay. and support. And with that said, I am directly quoting you and sending that out into the world. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> and as some of you may know, I am Brian Doc Holiday, one of the hosts of geektastic cypher here on frankenarmstrong.com and i am one quarter of the franken armstrong collective along with toby who is unfortunately not here today as well as skin deep aka skinny aka action figgy skinny and jaws d so that is the full collective and this is a show this week ladies and gentlemen we are very excited to present uh episode three chrononauts volume one issues one through four from Image Comics, written by Mark Millar, art by Sean Gordon Murphy, both of them co-creators on this wonderful time travel adventure. Starting us off, the elevator pitch. From Mark Millar, writer of Kick-Ass, and Sean Gordon Murphy, punk rock Jesus, comes a bromance for the ages. Corbin Quinn and Danny Riley are two buddies who love to have fun. They're also scientific geniuses, When their research leads them to a time-traveling adventure, will they use their knowledge for the good of all mankind, or use the space-time continuum for their own ends? This is the story of man's first televised step through the time stream, and everything going wrong in the process. 
That, that, I like, that, was, that was very. Did, did you write that your own? Or no, no, you, no. That's from that's, that's from image. Oh, that's wow, that's it's, like it's uh, very eloquently said. <laughs> Let me see what it says on the back. The back of the because uh, I have the trade here. <sighs> a satellite is blasted back through time, beaming pictures home to the present day of American Civil War. Now it's time for the first manned mission from the mischievous mind of Mark Millar, Kickass Kingsman, the Secret Service, and Sean Gordon Murphy, Punk Rock Jesus, Tokyo Ghost. That's not as good. I have no, it's a, a nice, like, long, like, you're almost, like, like losing your breath trying to describe everything the guy's yeah. done before. And then, like, you know, punk rock Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with this. So, first off, I am a huge Mark Millar fan. I'm a huge Mark Millar fan. I mean, I recently, at one point, there was maybe a month where all I read was his stuff. Really? I read Nemesis. I read Starlight. I read RPM. I read this. I read Reborn, which I I bought. I read Huck. I read. I can't even remember. I I read all of them. Everything he's ever written, I read all of them in one month. And I was just That's oh amazing. Yeah, the 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 Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's Circle. Uh, oh, it's MPH, not RPM. MPH is the one that he did with Duncan for uh, Figredo, and uh, Starlight and Huck. Yeah, I read all of them because I was just like Mark Millar and. And it's funny enough, I did it the month right before Netflix made the deal with him. Oh, really? Because Netflix now signed a deal with the the wonderful Millar to, and they own Millar. I feel weird pronouncing it this way, but I'm told his name is Millar and it's Millar World. But I feel like Miller World is so much easier on the tongue. Yeah, but then I feel like you're going to have like lawsuits with that. Oh, if I say it wrong? No, well, I mean, no, more more like, you know, the beer. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Miller World. Oh, that's why it sounds so easy on the tongue. Exactly. I don't drink, but I guess that's where it comes from. You've I'm just like, been in tune from all the years of, like, Yeah, ads. it must be. Oh, yeah, we're programmed. We yeah, were, oh, yeah, for sure. We know that. We're brainwashed. Yeah. Since a young age. Yeah, yeah I Since know. Since, right? like, TV attracts the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So, I mean, Malark has done no wrong in my eyes so far. That's strong words. And honestly, I, I honestly feel that way. I think he writes incredible stories. They're always really well thought out, like really in, interesting script ideas and detail. And he, he world builds. Everything he does, he likes to world build, which isn't something that a lot of writers get to do. Because, I mean, he's been lucky enough to work with Image so much. So, mm. And Image likes to let people world build by writing their own stories. You know, as fans of DC and Marvel, we tend to read those stories that are set anchored to these universes, mm. so they don't get to really explore as much. Whereas Miller World, it, it's not Millar World, is not connected, right? At mm. least I don't think so. I have I haven't seen a common thread throughout them that connects them the way kids saw mm. Pixar. You know, people watch Pixar movies and they're just like, "There's a common thread there," and it's just, mm. and then one day someone's just like, "Actually, there is. This is what we secretly been doing the whole time." Whereas, you know, maybe Millar will come out with that one day, but as I've been reading it, I don't see that in the in his writings. Well, it's funny because I don't, I don't necessarily religiously follow him as, 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 as you just said, but everything that you said is definitely applicable to Chrononauts. I could say that easily. Yeah. And I will say this, it's actually one of the easiest reads I've had in a really long time. His ability actually to, at least it, for this one, and I, I've read a bit of uh, Kick-Ass. A bit? Well, a bit. I, I haven't finished it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Have I know. you seen the movies? Oh, of course. Shame but, on you. But the thing is, is that I... I, I <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I just I didn't it's one of those things where I, I, I reverse got to know him I only knew I was like oh kick ass okay it's based on a comic book and then oh wow this is actually a really good comic book yes. and like, it's it like 
reverse engineered, if you will. Like, yeah, I'm, I see going, what you mean, I'm yeah. going from like the chicken to the egg or the egg to the chicken. I don't. Oh, well, that's, yeah, it's we a whole other debate. That's, first, a whole, that's a whole other, other debate. But no, for this one specifically, one thing that I, I I will say for a bit of a spoiler for future for what we're going to be talking about, um, his ability to be concise and yet tell out all the details yeah is very impressive yes. it's very impressive i'll give him that much completely there's, with yeah that. there's some pages where there's only five words written yet the story carries along oh and it's like a whole like yeah, uh, yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. this page represents like years yeah. at a time and you're yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah i read it in two seconds yeah there's one part specifically that i was reading this is sorry this yeah. is the elevator pitch so uh, usually in this segment, we just try to analyze if we think the pitch is well done from uh, and what we think if if we ourselves try to pitch this, how would we pitch it? So if I was to try and pitch this one, I'm in the elevator with the people at Image and I'm Mark Millar. It's a buddy cop. No, buddy heist. heist? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let okay. you. I, I know I'm mine, gonna, so I don't want to influence yours. Okay, okay. Because I thought about it and I still couldn't get it. So I'm thinking buddy heist meets mad scientist meets greedy just sheer greed like uh, yeah i mean the story starts out with two characters who are somewhat yin and yang to each other one's a really devoted scientist and the other one is definitely a devoted scientist but one's like a playboy and the other one a daredevil of sorts yes yes one's a daredevil and you know he's all about the fame and the fashion and like there's one point where he sticks his butt in the camera and, mm-hmm. and whereas the other one is very much like he's sacrificed everything for his science so they're kind of like the yin yang one really enjoys the cake and eats it like makes the cake and eats it too and the other one will just break down how the cake is made and mm. analyze it and the cake will rot and he's still looking at the science behind it the beauty of the death, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of the death—that's hardcore. But you know, what I mean, like that's how the characters, and then like the whole story is a, uh, the whole story. I mean, this is a long elevator pitch, but the whole story is kind of just these two characters and how yin and yang kind of shift and twist and flow. That's fair. There that's, we go. That's how that, I. That's, that's, fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, how I would say it is, um, for me, I, 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 if I was in an elevator and I had to tell somebody um, what I think of this, it'd be more. Um, what I'd be like, what would you and what would you and your friend do if you had a time machine? Oh, and yeah. then if everything yeah, if everything messed up, how would you fix it? Yeah, that would be like the quickest elevator pitch to it. Yeah, and at the same time, the caveat being, you know, we you and your best friend are actually badasses at the same time, <laughs> and uh, one of you is excessive, excessively intelligent, while the other one's just excessively a thrill seeker. That's yeah, that's how yeah. I would say it. That's fair. That's fair. It's all about that thrill, baby. Thrill. So we're going to go into our next segment right now here on That's Canon. This segment is called Best Fave Worst. Oh, yes. And this week. BFW. Yeah, that's BFW. I'm trying to think of another thing that BFW could be. But anyways, Best Fave Worst. Worst it is. Uh, This one is going to be the Best Fave Worst Time Machines. Very appropriate. Very Yes, it's very much in line with what we're doing today. And I think, if anything... This one is going to be a little interesting because we're going to try and break it down with, I mean, there's so many time machines. Yeah, well, but let's make it clear when when people are listening to it. Time machine is the keyword, so someone's ability to to do it is not included in this. Uh, No mutant powers or anything. It has to physically be some type of thing that, that you use to do it. Yeah. So, well, do you want to go first? You want me to go first for this? I'll go first. 
I'll go first. Take the uh, stage. We've both discussed the worst already, and I think we both agree with the worst. Well, well we don't have to. Oh, yeah, we'll, 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 you might change yours. I, I mean, might change mine, but I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna stay. <laughs> I mean, the Time Machine by uh, what's his name, Jewel. Oh, damn, I totally forgot the author now. Um, but the Time Machine, the one that is like the classic original, where it's mm. like a, a wicker basket chair yeah, and looks- <laughs> and like ugly levers and a big old clock. Yeah. And can only move in one direction yeah. of time. You you kind of suck to me. You you're not <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of the worst time machine I've ever seen. Because I feel like you take away all the things that make time travel fun, and the the and I don't I don't get why you were a thing. I don't. <laughs> I mean, in you know what? I'm being a little blunt. I'm being a little mean. The, you're the worst time machine, but you're the most important one. There, that's how I should say that. Because you were one of the first time machines, and you did influence a lot of scientific uh, science fiction writers to create. So as much as I think your design okay. and your machine sucks, your story was well told. And you did influence a lot of the other time machines that I do appreciate. Fair See, enough. that's a lot better. That, 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 that's that, a little better. Yeah, because I was being a little cruel at the beginning. With that said, my favorite time machine, for those who know me, would know that it's the DeLorean for Back to the Future. I am a huge Back to the Future fan, and the fact that it gets destroyed at the end of the movie, and I don't even dare say spoilers, because if you're listening to my show and you haven't seen Back to the Future, you have homework to do. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, Back to the Future, the DeLorean, Marty, Doc, that's easily, easily my my favorite time machine and then what i think would say is the best time machine i i i'm gonna say the the police box from the tardis from doctor who oh man i i really do think chris nicholson's gonna hate me but i hate that show oh that's fine i I mean you can you can and you know i'm just gonna say this one thing chris nicholson doctor who sucks oh i hope he (laughs) i hope he hears this but you gotta uh, be careful to all the the doctor who fans that wasn't directed to you i mean it's a fine (laughs) show but chris doctor who sucks um (laughs) i don't know if you can say this isn't directed at you the fans and then continuously say that their show one of their favorite shows sucks i mean i feel like they're gonna take that personally but sure 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 (laughs) For for everyone listening who heard that statement, I do not agree. <laughs> oh, I, I'm 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 the I'm the black sheep on that. Uh, I, I won't even lie. I won't even lie. But yeah, I mean the TARDIS is, uh, uh, although the TARDIS does cause some issues with the way it time travels, because it likes to take you where you need to be as opposed to where you want to be. I still think that when it comes down to time travel. It itself is one of the more interesting time machines, and it, the fact that it seems a lot more secure than most of the mm. other time machines. I mean, a lot of people can go into the TARDIS, but you can't just... There have been a few people who have stolen the TARDIS, but usually it's other Time Lords or people who understand what the TARDIS is, whereas the DeLorean, for example, gets stolen by Biff. Oh. And that, to me, seems like that's way too easy. And if you've watched, uh, I mean, there was a recent version of The Time Machine, the show. There was a TV show on ABC that got canceled immediately because it was a horrible show. But, the, I mean, Jack the Ripper steals The Time Machine. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how oh, that one's wow. written. Yeah, Jack the Ripper is the one who steals The Time Machine. And then his friend who who created The Time Machine, it, it goes through time to try and, and stop him. 
And once again, yeah. So th- th- those those are my my best is the TARDIS. My favorite is the DeLorean. The worst is the original. Uh, I don't know if it's the original, but what I would consider the original, the Time Machine. And I'm going to look up who wrote that in the meantime while you say yours. So perfect, perfect. Well, for me, um, I, I think the best, and um, I'm, I'm going to also say it's a little biased because I actually really enjoyed the read that we just had. Uh, I actually think the Chrononauts um, version of the their time machine is the best because they actually have a suit. Yeah. And the suit has a power battery of like 100, 100, 100 years. years so. Yeah. It's good because you could put it underneath your own clothes. You mm-hmm. could you could use it basically at any time. And yeah, when it's you're, a skin tight suit. It's a yeah. skin tight suit, and it's it's like you know, it's 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 on it's on you. You're able to use it whenever you want. Uh, and, and if you get to read whoever's uh, listening to us, if you if you end up reading the Chronauts, you'll know exactly what I mean by the excessive ease of use. H.G. Wells wrote the Time Machine. Mm. Thank you, not <laughs> Jules Verne. I apologize. There's many a geek out there who wants to stab me right now. Okay, I'll let you continue. It's quite right. It's quite right. You got to cover all your bases. And with yeah. that being said, I'm not saying Doctor Who's the worst show ever. I'm just saying that because I want to get underneath my friend's <laughs> best. One of my good friends is skin. So, yeah, I definitely think the best one in regards to design and uh, usage would be the Chrononauts uh, suit. Mm. Definitely would have to say my favorite. I, I completely agree with, with you, Brian. Um, Back to the Future DeLorean. Because yeah. uh, although the time machine... The original Time Machine Time Machine was, as you said, like one of the the thing that allowed a lot of people to think about yeah, like Yeah, the science that. fiction sparked from, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say, though, the most, I, I think the most favorite and the most popular one is definitely Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, no one no, does not know about it. Uh, no one knows the DeLorean until that movie was made. <laughs> like, no one, there people were like, oh, you mean that door, that car with the doors, like, flip open? Gull, yeah, yeah who, gullwing doors. Who cares about that? And then, you know, they make this movie, and they're like, okay, that's yeah, the best car ever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So definitely would say that. I, I will say a notable mention, though, and it's not necessarily a, a, a time machine as much as it is a... A manipulation of time in one of the um, Batman animated series against the uh, when it's Batman going against the Clock King. It's the second episode he's in. The Clock King actually like deceives a scientist and steals one of his devices, which is just this little thing that you put on the side. It actually, kind of looks like a Super Nintendo remote. Okay, and it just allows you to speed and pause time. It doesn't allow you to go into time, though, but it allows okay. you to manipulate time. Okay. And that's just one of those things I thought it was always really, really cool. If you guys watch, if anyone wants to watch the episode, just research uh, Batman animated series, Clock King, second appearance. You'll probably most likely get okay. it within the first, like, uh, viewing or so on, on Google or whatever. And it's just, it's a it's a cool little toy. I don't yeah. Lie. yeah. Um, and then the worst, uh, I'm going to tie uh, the time machine. Okay. And I'm only saying that because Futurama, the professor in Futurama, essentially made a time machine that was also oh, only yeah. goes forward. So I'm saying that they're tied for crappiness. Yeah. Except for the reason why the time machine wins over over the worst, yeah. over the Futurama one, is at least in the Futurama, they, they said that time is the circle. Oh, so he was like, if back. you go far enough in time, you will come back, back around. So they just kept on looping back and missing their target of what they wanted <laughs> to fix. Um, so they're just like kept, kept on screwing up. But uh, that's not mentioned in the time machine, so that makes it also the worst. And like, if you actually see the Big Bang Theory, they at one point Sheldon and um, Leonard actually buy. I'm not sure if it's the official one or a replica. Oh yes, the chair. Yeah, yes, and, and yes. you see it, and like you see it in all its it's ugly, its ugly glory, and you're like, you know what? That is not. And then like, it has that weird whirlwind spinner yeah. thing behind. It almost looks like one of those game show yeah, like yeah. wheels that you throw around. But. I mean, I get it. For us, that's gonna look ugly, and it makes sense that it looks ugly because we're not used to that look. 
back in those days when Wells was writing it, it was probably just like, hey now, that's one sexy looking time machine you got there, HG. But for people in the, in the 21st century, it's just like, why do you have a wicker chair? That's my grandma's like, did grandma design that? Grandma, why are you designing time machines? You know, that's yeah. So, that's so that that's my sense. That's the only reason I, I like it, it's like I said, it influenced so many people. But it's one ugly looking time machine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> In any case, so that's our segment. That's best fave worst. If you guys have opinions on that, by all means, you can always hit us up at uh, a strong Franklin on Twitter or a strong Franklin on Instagram, and uh, we we also have our Facebook page, which is. Franklin Armstrong DOTCOM. So it's facebook.com slash Franklin Armstrong DOTCOM. And yeah, so next segment that we go into on the show, and this one is your favorite, the review. Do you want to start us off? What are your thoughts? I mean, you already said it a little bit, but hit well, us with it. I won't lie. Like, I, again, I, I knew nothing about this. Uh, you know, you, you actually suggested it to the group to read. Yeah. And it was like one of those. my fifth time reading it. Yeah. It was one of those books that. Um, Usually when I'm when, when we're reading stuff for for the show, I have a tendency to be like, okay, I'll read like one or two episodes. Uh, sorry, one or two uh, issues. Wait, uh, take a few days, skim over them quickly, read the rest of whatever arc we're doing, and then like you know think of however I think about this book. Yeah, this was something I could not drop. I know the the second I started the the flow and how entertaining it is. Like this is literally one of the most. And it's one of the most entertaining um, miniseries I've, I've read in a really long time. And, like, again, uh, it's not like one of those uh, books where, for example, when we did the, teen, the Teenage Mutant Neutrals and Batman, yeah. how that let off, left off, you were like, okay, well, there might be um, other versions where they're going to interact again or, yeah. or this and that because it, it goes off. This is obviously one of those books that it, it this is its own unique story. Um you're not going to probably if they did a second one to it, I'd be surprised. I don't know how they would be able to spin that. But if you see it as like one singularity, it is just downright entertaining. Like I wasn't answering. I had phone calls and text messages while I was reading it. And I was just like, this is this is too good. These people could wait. <laughs> and I remember uh, one, one of my one of my you're best all on hold. <laughs> yeah, basically. And it was it was really funny because one of one of my good friends was, was contacting me and I just texted him back. I'm like, I think I've read the best best time traveling book I've ever read. I'm ever read so happy you liked it that much <laughs> and he's like seriously and i literally told him I'm like imagine you and me had yeah. a time machine uh, and, and partied and then realized oh we've had enough time and we want to fix everything and we did it and yeah. we end up like coming back home to like a better every- life yeah it's everything you wanted <laughs> yeah yeah and um well one-sided yeah, for- yeah, 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 yeah. um there's other little things about it that i really liked i really like uh manix because yeah. he's oh, essentially because I, I was gonna say this feels like the Fugitive Three. Yeah. Like you have Fugitive, U.S. Marshals, and then you have Chrononauts. Uh, Ooh, I wonder if that was the inspiration because the art, the artist obviously drew yeah, the character clearly, and like how he's behaving is clearly how Tommy Lee Jones was yeah. in those movies, right? Yes, yes. Uh, his fate's a little, yeah, yeah, a little depre- not depressing. But you're like, oh, okay, that's I how know, he right? goes. Yeah. I'm like, because it's very once again, it's one of those things where you kind of get you get. You get to a moment, and then within the one panel, he's told an entire story. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. so his, his his fate is... It's, it's funny because it's like it's appropriate and funny at the same exact time. Yeah. So that was really cool. And one thing I... I uh, the only I problem I usually have when it comes to time travel, um, books or whatever, uh, it happened with me with Lost, the show. Uh, it has happened with me with anything I've actually ever read. You kind of wonder, oh, but you're you're messing around with time. Isn't time supposed to, like if you're changing something in the past, shouldn't it catch Effect up by now? Yeah. And they they already have like little tidbits at the beginning where you're like, oh, 
this shouldn't be here, this shouldn't be here, and you kind of, as you're reading, you're like, oh wait, it's because you guys have, like, yeah, you're you're catching up to your stories are catching yeah. up, yeah. So it's like, oh, That's I just placed this here, but you know, I don't know why this this jeep is in the middle of like Saudi Arabia, yeah. or <laughs> and it's like shouldn't be here, and because of like it's in a temple of sorts, and you find out later on it's like because they were in the they, temple yeah, with, they with left this. it there, yeah. So one thing I was like thinking about the whole time, I was like, well, shouldn't the world be different now? And they they leave you leave you with like a few issues where they're not answering questions, and then they finally answer it. And yeah. the way they answer, I'm like, that makes me completely satisfied. There's a you know whether you want to call it a wave time effect or whatever. They answer the question. The I'm ripple. like, yeah, exactly yeah. the whole thing. And I'm like, you answered it. That was my only qualm. Other than that, this has been entertaining. Uh, highs and lows. Uh, you go through like the emotional spectrum almost yeah, yeah, with, every, yeah, yeah, with yeah. everything for four, for four issues to be able to say, I was sad, yep. a little bit fearful for these guys, yeah. definitely enjoyed the ride, Yeah, uh, angry at them sometimes yes. for stupid mistakes they had yeah, done. Because you got, Corbin is an idiot sometimes. Yeah, like for so being so smart, you're like really selfish yeah. and stupid. Book smart, but yeah. not street smart, it would seem. And the ending to this, I thought it was actually very poetic. Yeah. Because he's doing yeah. the whole story. One, the two, there's two things that you could tell there are, are things that he did not like in life, right? Yeah. He didn't spend time with his dad, who unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And then um, the girl got away yes. for him in his life. Yes. And she's now uh, so-called marrying the douche lawyer, I believe he was yes. saying or something yeah. like that. How could you leave me for that yeah, douche lawyer? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know... when or scumbag lawyer. Yeah. And when things are hitting the fan, uh, Danny basically turns to him. And he's like, so let's just fix everything we did. And, oh, at the same time, why don't you just fix your life because yeah. like who's after, gonna know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and the thing it's poetic about is that he says throughout the time he's like during the the, the this book he's like i had to dedicate myself my dad asked me to chase my dreams and my yeah. my, my ex-girlfriend supported those dreams but because yeah. of those dreams i lost I, them. I lost them you know so the fact that he's using the time machine in the end to make sure to correct the rights with them yeah I was like, this is a lot of people would be like, oh, it's a cap out. I'm like, to me, I think it's actually completely full circle and very poetic because mm -hmm. it's like you asked me to chase my dreams. And now my dreams are so that now I could just spend time with you. And I think that's really I think that's very sweet. It is. Uh, that was the it message that I got. And I was like, that is very, very sweet. And I think that's what I think that if and the other thing is that it made it human. Yeah. Like it may, like if I was in that, because that's why when when exactly when I said in the elevator, pitch, I feel like it's like if me and my best friend got a time machine, yeah. what we do. Because at the end, you're like, this is exactly something that a human who actually went through the experiences would have done. Yeah. They may have also, like, you know, stolen a bit of money along the way to make sure oh, that they're, I mean, like, millionaires when they're older. But any all that aside, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they're just like, you're I'm going to buy uh, Apple. I'm just going to buy a little bit of Google. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you know, what in that time machine movie. Oh, hot tub time machine. That might be oh, the yeah. worst. But anyways, sidebar. <laughs> I mean, there, I liked hot tub time machine, though. But anyways, remember yeah. the whole Lugal thing? That oh happens. yes, he changes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so you know, I, I'd say that's that's more or less my review. It's it's an excessively entertaining book. Yes, it's excessively. Entertaining. I one hundred percent agree. As the one who brought this one to the group, and I said that we should do it when I did so. I I thought of it only because it makes me laugh so much when I read it. Mm. One of the things that I really appreciate about the story that Millar wrote is how flagrant they are with destroying time travel yeah. <laughs> and history i mean the whole idea like one of the things that i really like about this story is and like you were saying you you took two people and you threw them into the situation where they can manipulate history and they manipulate the out of it they go full tilt oh yeah there's pages where i mean there are pages that are just five or six panels 
and they're just jumping through time and it's just showing you them doing all the most inappropriate things you could do there's one interaction that is one of my favorites where they're at a casino with norma jean a young norma jean uh for those of you who don't know marilyn monroe and they're at the casino playing i i guess uh roulette and <laughs> Danny turns to Corbin and goes, who are you waving to? He's just like, to ourselves from last night, marking down the winning numbers. And I'm like, and Danny's just like, outrageous. And you're like, and it just, moments like that just make me laugh because I'm just like, that's really what it would be like. Like if I got to take my best friend, Mobs, if you're listening to this, if you and I got to take a time machine and go on the most wild and ridiculous adventure of our lives and just go through time doing all the most ridiculous and insane things, this is kind of what it would be like. We would just like because like and that's what I think. I, I really think Millar took advantage. Him and Murphy took advantage of the fact that the bromance. Oh, they yeah, really hardcore. took advantage of the idea of like two guys who and it doesn't have to be guys it could be girls too it, should, it could be anyone but just two people who really like to get down and party and have a crazy time who are this tight you know like fingers crossed tight and they're just like how are we gonna do this what are we gonna do let's do it and they just go out there and do the most ridiculous things and then you're bumping into yourselves throughout time yep. that's the even funnier part like if i got to hang out with myself and my best friend and my and my other like his other self running through the streets of god knows what city <laughs> yeah. it sounds like the most incredible adventure and somehow millar was able to put all of that into just what what 80 pages i don't know like he it's such a tight quick read but it's so fun and one of my favorite things is just the idea of the it it they're not the odd couple no they they are on the the same couple. Yeah, like they're they, on the they, same page. That's the thing. They're they're both scientists. They're both a little crazy, but at the same time, like I was saying before, one of them is very much the scientist. Like Corbin Quinn is the scientist, and you find out, like you were saying, he lost a lot of his life to the process of making a time machine, and he explains it later on. He's just like, you know, I went through my life. I've been paying like. Because at one point things are going awry and he's explaining why you shouldn't count him out. And he's just like, my dad's an alcoholic. I've been paying the bill since I was seven. I got into MIT at 16. I did this, 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 this. Never count me out. I'm going to do what I have to do to, to win. Mm. And he tells you that and you're just kind of like, okay, I guess. Sure. But he's motivated and he's like really about the mission. Like... At first. At first. But also, though, because he's, he's obviously someone who's meticulous, right? We could say yes. that. He's, he's very meticulous. But at the same time, you could tell that he has a, a very, I don't know how to call it, a genius party mind, I guess to say. Because, like, when when, when Danny finally gets, because I, one thing that happens um, when they first try to do the first time jump, right? It's Quinn goes first, and then Danny follows. Yeah. And then when Quinn goes, there's there's a problem, and they're like, Danny, uh, we're not sure if we're going to send you. Um because, like, you know, the, the experiment has failed. And he's like, no, no, I'm going. Screw you. It's, like, my best friend. Yeah. Which was actually a really cool part because um, the interactions, basically, that's when you really realize that they're actually really close. Yeah. Because yeah, he's willing yeah. to give up his life. And yeah, it's actually, he's willing to sacrifice. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen. They have no clue what's happened to Quinn at that point. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually one of my favorite scenes because his his telling basically the boss off is uh you have manix so tommy lee jones yeah. has his yeah. um fugitive moment where he goes literally behind batney's back he has his gun to him and that's when i was like this is the fugitive like this one little panel 
is like literally the only thing I saw was Harrison Ford yeah, and him in, 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 the, in, the tu- in the tunnel there yeah. right before he jumped out. And, um, you know, then he's like, no, I could only do this. And they're like, oh, uh, the, the other scientists are like, yeah, he's the only one who has the ability and the knowledge. Yeah. And then he, he just flips him the bird. He just <laughs> yeah. gives him the, the middle finger. I'm like, this is just great. And then when he jumps into time, you seem like completely like, where 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 is Quinn? Where is Quinn? Where is Quinn? His first interaction with someone's like, oh, you know, he gets stuck in the middle of a fight, I believe. Yeah, there's like a battle going on. He gets hit with an arrow in the leg. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, whoa, what's going on? And then people say, oh, he's English. What's your name? Danny. Oh, we've been expecting you. And he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he gets brought to this like new new age palace because yeah. Quinn's brought technology. And then yeah. he starts. And when I'm saying the whole like. Uh, genius party boy that's when they start jumping through and you through time to just show what he's done yeah and every era he's basically a millionaire celebrity yeah fame yeah and i was just I'm like that is hilarious and he's like what are you doing and he's like well i'm finally having fun yeah i have nothing to and, go back to and that's so. the thing exactly when you first start reading the story you you realize that corbin has given up so much to do this and that and it makes sense as to why now that he's given up everything to make his dreams come true and it's funny it, it wasn't that his dream was to time travel and to change time his dream was to prove that time travel was possible and by doing so he got to reap the benefits of that work and uh, unfortunately the downside was he lost a lot but he realizes that he lost a lot so he's trying to take advantage because he realized i have nothing to go back to everything that i loved and cared about i lost in the process of making this dream come true now that i've made the dream come true why would i not benefit from the dream and that's where it's interesting because before he goes through you can kind of see that he is regretful Whereas the moment he goes through and he's like been there for four years while Danny in that the in like the eight minutes that there was a gap, Danny was just like Danny was the one worrying about him. He, on the other hand, was living it up for four years. I mean, he could have come back at any time, but he didn't want to because I worked so hard to get here. Why would I not have fun? Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, you know, he knows that if he goes back. The quote-unquote experiment is over, right? So he, I mean, he, well, example, they're not going to be like, okay, well, now go back in time and have fun. The, the, if you're thinking no, about yeah. a scientist perspective, right, they'd be like, okay, so what are we going to use this for now? How are we going to control it? And yeah, that? you're right. Yeah, because it would have been like, here's the the practice. We've applied the theory. Mm. It worked. You came back. Okay, we're done. Because mm. originally, when, when the story starts, they're going to 1492 to see Columbus coming to America. That's what the original mission is. Mm. And then... Uh, our buddy Corbin gets thrown off. Something hits him. We, which that's one thing. One of the few little things I wouldn't have minded. And and my one criticism of the story is Millar gives you an amazing adventure, great story, science fiction, but leaves the science really far behind. Mm. Like the science that explains a lot of the stuff is kind of just thrown to the wind. Agreed, but when when you think about it, something like that. I mean, Back to the Future at least said, we have a flux capacitor. This is what, you know, Doc Brown worked on this. The TARDIS is, you know, alien technology. Their time machine is, it's a time machine. 100-year battery. That's it. That's all we... That's what they tell you. They they don't go... I admit they don't go into the... They do sometimes use some, like, uh, lack of a better word, keywords to say, oh, this is something that is in the suit or this and that. Yeah. And I think if it was something that was expected to um, go on, 
I think I, I think he would have had a different perspective. But, but the fact that it's like four issues. Yeah. Are you going and because and, uh, I'm assuming that when he was writing this, he had like a, a pretty I feel like this this book had a pretty clear vision of what he wanted to get across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm trying to explain stuff and I realize I'm only have four issues. Yeah. And I and I'm trying to create a history for both these two guys. Specifically yeah. one one of them you need to know it a lot in order to get the ending. Yeah. Uh, I also have to explain how they're messing up time. Yeah. And then say, then go back and say, okay, well now people in present day know what's going on and you have all these moving pieces. Yeah. Something has to be sacrificed. And I feel that the, the sacrifice was, as you said, like the in, the, in the science. Yeah. And I feel that because of that, um, it was appropriate only in the sense that uh, this, how he brought science in it was always very... He kept it simple, simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. For that's the fair. reader, because like also at the same time, again, you're not like given a lot of time, so it's like you know what? There's the time machine. You have your your, your battery. We only have two of them. Yeah. And well, there's more. They had enough for a team. Oh yeah, they, well yeah, yeah because Manix has a team. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. And they always had those. Yeah, but, but it's just that when they were trying to figure out who could go through after Corbin, the most qualified was Danny. True, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But so, well, sorry, you know that there's limited amounts. True. That yes. So they're like you know, and the only thing that's that was really told you is that they have to be intact, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't have a missing piece. Yeah. And which which happens when the the suits gets uh, ripped or destroyed. So I feel like the amount of science that they put in was appropriate. Had it been though something to be, let's say, uh, an ongoing issue, yeah, I would I would be a bit more okay. needing to know the science. I, I'm just for me the only thing was because I, I agree with you that it makes sense that you had to sacrifice something. I'm just wondering when at the beginning he gets hit by something. But what is, is it even called? I'm kind of curious now. But that's it. He goes through that portal because even with the suit, you still have to go through a portal. Like they have this portal, like kind of like a mini Stargate. Yeah. You don't need one to travel through time, but I think that was just their focal point at the the science complex where they're mm. where they're building. But when he goes through, initially he gets hit by something, and the way it's shown is that he is bouncing around the time tunnel or whatever it is. And they don't really explain what hits him or what caused it. And at the same time, Danny, who then goes through, goes through perfectly. Because when they show you Danny going through the next time, he just kind of shoots through and there's no interaction from anything in his situation. It's very true because they just actually call it a a wave of some kind yeah which is kind of weird because like for example when you're when you're talking for if we're doing like a, a comparison if you're talking about the flash for example mm. you know there's the speed force yeah. you know that there's elements in the speed force yeah. and then whenever something there are things that could hit you in the speed force That's and, what I'm and saying. It's, it's explained at, though at least name the i mean you don't have to i maybe i'm i'm nitpicking but i'm only nitpicking because as someone who appreciates time travel stories i mean back to the future is one of my favorite movies i watch doctor who regularly i anytime there's a movie about time travel i do my best to watch it frequently asked questions an amazing movie from britain that a lot of people haven't seen but covers time travel in one of the most interesting ways and stuff like that all those movies there's always that moment where you kind of have to at least explain and like you said i guess the stupid science where you you kind of just give us the basics Mm. and in this one that's one thing that they kind of just skip over which is fine because the party's so much fun you Mm. don't want to know how the punch is made just keep drinking exactly 
I just I'm just the type of person who because I like time travel so much I want to know what it is but I will say this your statement about how this is a this could be a closed story granted easily it could be one of the things though is I think by doing that where you don't explain what knocked him off course you could leave it open to mm. they themselves were the reason that he gets knocked off course the oh. first time if you were to do a follow-up because the way they did the story is very much like beginning, middle, end. Full story. You mm-hmm. you got your introduction, you got all the craziness in the in the middle, and then you really got a solid like a really solid ending where you yeah. could say we're closing this off. Yeah. You could never you could you could live your rest of your life without getting a sequel to this and you'd still you'd still be happy with the story. Yeah, the only thing I the only thing I I'd say the only thing that and and this is if someone really loved the characters per se, the only thing that because uh, like one thing when you when you have one of these types of stories, you always have that, you know, if you're making a d- quote unquote definitive ending, is there anything that would be more? Mm. I think the only more really that anyone would want would have maybe been another issue. Not and, and the thing is, it wouldn't even be an issue considering how he was reading it. Would writing it could have been an extra page or two mm. just to say how their lives ended. Oh yes, you know because oh, wait the, wait I like as as old men like how yeah. they end end. Oh, yeah, like okay. like because like because things because like, let's make it clear right. You you start off the story. Um, Corbin has 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 no life because yeah, his father signed. and his father and his his, his, his whole his, life his, has been has been dedicated to the time machine. Yeah, you have Danny who's clearly had fun and he's in a romantic relationship of sorts five with a days. reporter for yeah. five days. Yeah, yeah he's like, Four he's like I half. love her. <laughs> you know, I think he, they say he's, he say he's going to marry her. No, well, no. He, he <laughs> says I'm going to marry that girl when I get back, and then the, as soon as he catches up to. Corbin Quinn in the future or in the past sorry 1504 I think is what they go to and Corbin's trying to convince him to throw it all away and just hang out with him and have fun and he's like you know what do you have to go back to you've been dating that girl for five days and Danny's line is Four and a half. <laughs> like, as if that matters. Like, like, whoa, whoa. Let's not get too crazy yeah. now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not a senior ring. citizen yeah. here. You know, like, it's four and a half. E- even though, like, half an hour before he was saying, I'm going to marry this girl. Yeah. It's great. It's but, hilarious. But with that being said, like, the ending is, is you know, okay, dad's alive. Because yeah. obviously he fixed that. Uh, now he has not only the, the girl of his dreams, but he has kids. He has a kid, yeah. Which is like. I'd assume that's one thing. The only thing I guess it was the the time traveling thing. I was like weirded out. I'm like, is that going to break your brain getting all these random memories of kids? I mean, I, I, it depends. Are they going to apply the time travelers logic of you come back and you don't know? Like if you watch the show Timeless, for example, okay. when they change time and they come back and everything's changed around them, they still remember the world as it used to be. Okay. And then they kind of just have to fake it till they make it. All right. So, I mean, in Timeless, it's hilarious because the girl comes back, the lead character comes back, and she's engaged. Oh, man. And she doesn't know this man. She's engaged, and she's her sister's missing. Oh, wow. And so she's now in a completely different timeline that she's ever known. She has pictures where she's been on vacations with this man. She's gone on dinners with him. He's Her mother loves him. They all get along well. They usually spend time together. And you're just sitting there being like, I have no clue what any of this is. So you fake till you make it. And I feel like these guys... Also, these partiers are yeah, more than happy more, to fake more, it till they make it. Oh, I got to figure this out? Sure. <laughs> but, but I guess the only thing I was trying to say is like, so you have that and in regards to wanting more is that so now when you get back, 
Quinn has everything, and then Danny, he's going to go, quote-unquote, marry that girl, but that girl now has kids, is actually married to Mannix. Yes! So you're just like, the slap in the face is great. It was one of the best moments, because that middle finger at the beginning to, like, screw you, Mannix, till the end where Mannix gets your girl... With kids. Poetic justice, man. It was so well done. Because usually in these stories, it's that at the end, the heroes get everything. Yeah. And especially in a story where it's like, if you're supposed to connect with these bros, Mm. these like amazing science bros who are going through time, you want them to get everything. And then at the end, you get to it and you're just like, you know, Corbin gets everything. And Danny's just like, oh, man, I lost the one thing I almost cared about but the, the one thing though that you do feel is like you know it's all right yeah like, that's, exactly. that's, 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 you're like you're like you're just gonna find another girl and maybe you'll make it to five yeah. <laughs> and then there's an there's also another joke because danny says to corbin before they leave you know don't worry about rachel that's the the girl that the that he lost he's like don't worry about rachel when you come back and we're you know science like geniuses we're going to have all the co-eds from here to Timbuktu. And then he comes back and he's lost all the, like the one girl he was seeing. And it's just like, Oh, but then at the back of your head, you're also thinking, yeah, but buddy, you're going to have all the girls from here to Timbuktu. Yeah, like, like, Cause that's you, what you want. You said to your buddy, this is what's going to happen. Now you come back. This is what's going to happen. Mm. So, I mean, it's, this was a long review because we both really loved oh, it. It was I, honestly, I, I would be surprised of someone not really enjoying the book. Yeah. I could I could see someone saying like cuz example I have a friend um he can't stomach any time travel stuff because for him for him he's just like you go in the you go in the past, you 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 fly to swat uh, you you kill a, a, a fly butterfly for all, for all you know you've killed like half of Asia. So like So he's someone who can't separate himself? Well it's not that. It's just, he's he's just like he's like he doesn't believe he's like the second you go into the past if you were to like do something yeah. hypothetically the the ripple effect or the butterfly effect yeah. you have no idea how it would work. So for he for me thinks that everything's convoluted when it comes to that. I mean So if you're someone who thinks that way you you might not like this. Question. Is your fan is your friend a fan of like superhero stories and stuff? Uh no he he's like a, a general nerd I guess you could say he's just he just has like a prolific like because I feel like not not he's not too much with the time machine stuff okay because I feel like if I can read comic books where there are worlds where people can fly shoot lasers from their eyes speedsters ice breath some guy's parents die in an alleyway and he turns into a bat. I think I can get behind time yeah. travel as yeah. a concept. But I'm it's just saying, not the th- craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying Infinity it, Stones that let me do anything? <laughs> you don't say. Wait, wait, but time travel, I draw the line, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, I, I'm only putting that caveat because like, I already know what my, and I'm pretty sure everyone's listening, they know what I'm going to say as my final review for this, which okay. is, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's obviously to pick up the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with one of these things, it's... It, if, if you're a stickler about that, yeah. that's the only way you'd not enjoy this book. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with you. Yeah. Because that, that or your soul is on the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's perfectly where we end the review. Yeah. We're going to jump into our next segment. This segment is called Non-Canon. And this is a segment where we take characters who are from any possible different universe and we put them together in a grudge match. Yes. And we team up two characters that definitely probably should never be together. And oh. have them team up. So this is why this one's going to be super interesting. This one is not themed with time travel, but it is something we are very excited to bring to you. Hellboy and Judge Dredd versus Punisher and... The the Demon Etrigan, no? Yeah. Gone, gone, the fourth man. Oh, don't... Be, I, I, beware I, the I, form I, of Etrigan. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. something like that. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, the one thing, first of all, I, I love this because one thing I liked about this combination is, A, I think it's really appropriate. I think it's like really, A, it's, yes, it, it's the, really the, getting the essence of what we want. Is like yeah. everyone's not from the same universe, but yet somehow everyone's kind of like well, you a selected, different version of Yeah, you of selected this one and I think you you definitely saw the mirroring when you did Judge Dredd and Punisher mm. and you did Hellboy and Etrigan. Like, yeah. I see what you were doing. I yeah. get that. Because as soon as you put it in, I was like, that's an amazing duo. Mm. Like, those, those and that came out completely naturally because I was, I was just thinking there because I was like, who would be good with Hellboy? And, and in my head, I was like, well, the art style of Dread is, mm, is cool. Mm. And like, I was like, okay. And I, Dread has been with other mix-ups like Batman and, and yeah. whatnot. So I was like, okay, that that's cool. And then one of my fantasies has always been what would happen if Judge Dread and Punisher duked it out. Yeah. like yeah. It, It's always been one of those things like who would really survive. And at the end, I was just like, who would be this other person? Who would be this other person? And uh, I think I was... Uh, randomly looking at uh, stuff online or whatever and i saw a uh, a picture where he was there i'm like of course yeah like, how does this like <laughs> this makes perfect sense um that being said um how, how do you want to tackle this do you want do you want to go from team to team because like yeah i mean if anything uh, i'd probably i'm gonna break it down team to team i mean i'll do it right now the team to team thing etragon and punisher and Hellboy and Judge Dredd, neither of those teams are going to get along. But that's your, I, I have the opposite. I, the thing is, I, I, I'll, I say it this way: they won't get along, but they'll respect each other enough to work together. Fair, because that's I, what I would say. Because from sorry, go on. Because I don't think Punisher, Etrigan, and Punisher are both strong personalities, mm. and they're both alphas. Definitely. And Hellboy is jokey, but he also knows what needs to be done or at least always feels like he knows what needs to be done mm. and judge dread is judge dread like, yeah like i am the law like <laughs> i am the law exactly so you can so i feel like with hellboy if anything judge dread and hellboy might work best because hellboy might just be like sure you're the law and like kind of chuckle and just let him do mm. what he has to do knowing full well that he's way more powerful than him <laughs> just like sure buddy pat on the like, head like you're the law <laughs> you're the leader yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. um for me, I actually think that the the I, I agree that they wouldn't get along probably on a personal level, but yeah. I think that the teams would actually work very well with one another in the sense of like, what what is Etrigan and Punisher both known for? Not giving a shit about how many people they have to kill to get the job done. True. Like yes. Punisher will go into a room. If you say no, he does not mind wasting the entire room. Etrigan will go into the room and burn it. To hear the... you say no in your head and then burn it to the ground. Yeah. Um, whereas Hellboy and and Judge Dredd have the both. They both have the same like. We have a mission. We want to get it done. I don't want to kill you, but if you make me have to, I will kill you. Yeah. Uh, that's very obvious with Judge Dredd because he's like the. He's more of the. You get a chance. No, no baseball here. You get the chance, and yeah. if you screw up, I'm gonna kill you. Whereas Hellboy is like. If you keep punching me, I'm going to lose my temper and yeah. I will kill you if you keep punching me yeah. and stop me from what I'm doing. So I think that the unisons of the team would work out well. Yeah. So then it's just a question about who would who would win over the other. And it's so hard because, well, Judge Dredd, like, let's be honest, it would almost be direct clashes right yeah. away. Like, I, feel, I feel like Hellboy and Etrigan would have like, Hellboy would be like, you're a big demon. You think you're better than me? Yeah. And Etrigan would be like. How dare you think you're more powerful than I? Yeah. And like, just go. I mean, naturally go. At once it. they meet on the battlefield, they have to pair up that way. It's mm -hmm. not the type of cross pair where Punisher could really try and take Hellboy. Because, well, 
he, I mean, he, he would be balls enough to, but yes. Etrigan would, would be more like, yeah, okay, little human. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because it's it's one of those situations where, and I agree, but Punisher is definitely the type to say like, I can do it. It's more a matter of you, you relief in yourself doesn't equal that you can actually fulfill mm. that. And I don't think Hellboy and Punisher. I mean, there's probably some geeks out there who who would be pretty upset with this statement. Because I know there's a lot of Punisher fans who think he can take on anyone. Well, he's proven it before, he's, right? Yeah, he has. He has but the fought. Is, it's when he's prepared to. And exactly. I, and I feel like with these matchups, it's always a situation where people aren't prepared. Yeah, it's game, like, we're, it's we're, like we're game being, masters and collectors yeah. tossing. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's like uh, Mojo World, right? Yeah, exactly. Or just throwing yeah. people into it and you're going to be, you're on this team and you're on this team and we're, 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 we're throwing you against each yeah. other. That's my, my belief when we're going into these things. So there is no prep. There's no like, oh, well, I know who I'm going to be. True. Yeah, that's which, why Batman might not do well when we bring him in eventually. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> which is going to be a long eventually. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because you know, he's always around. Yeah. Yeah, he's in everything. He's just like Wolverine. It's hard to put yeah. him in stuff because he's in everything. Fair. Um, so, the, the other thing, though, is that Hellboy and Etrigan are very equals because, for example, Hellboy cannot be burned by anything. Yeah. And Etrigan, that's one of his powers, is that he gets balls of flame, of hellfire to throw. Yeah. So, it'd really be... The thing that's cool about this is not... It'd be... I think it'd be a bit more strategy over actual, um, can I beat you up? Yeah. And with that, it it's also a little weird because, like... It also depends. Like Hellboy is is someone who is quick to learn. Uh, well, Etrigan and Hellboy are both magical creatures and whatnot. Yeah. Hellboy is able to adapt a lot on the fly, and he's able to learn uh, <clears throat> specific magical uh, languages and stuff on the fly. I found out. And uh, when it comes to Etrigan, the only question is if if the Judge Dredd or Hellboy were at all privy to the information that if you said certain words, you'd revert Etrigan back to his human. That's form. what I was just gonna say. Then I think it's really one-sided all of a sudden. But he... I don't think that they... in our scenario, has to say it. Uh, no, because people could take him over, right? Like, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, there is a way that people could actually... Uh, Simon Blood can say to change into Jason Etrigan. Blood, yeah. Jason Blood, sorry, can change into Etrigan. Yeah. But if you have certain things... It's even done in, in one of the Batman animated series yeah. shows that someone takes either cauldron... I forget what the exact item is, but... An item that's linked to Etrigan, and because he owns it, he claims it, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, he controls the demon. So, if at all Hellboy or Judge Dredd were privy to that information, I think it would be one side. But, again, considering we're, yeah, we're gladiator in, styles, yeah. that wouldn't be it. Once again, yeah, what you're describing is prep. So, in, in a no-prep situation, you somehow have to trick Etrigan into saying it. Yeah. Which, if he's smart... He doesn't tell you There's that. There's no way you find that out. Mm. There's no way he says it. He doesn't even come close to saying that. He literally just keeps threatening you and throwing fireballs. Yeah. I mean, in the situation, I see... I think Punisher and Etrigan win over. And I say that because Judge Dredd... I don't think Dredd would... Like you said, Judge Dredd likes to give a chance. Mm. And in this... And Punisher doesn't give chances if he knows that it's life or death. And I think he'd pick that up in the fighting. Dread? Dread uh, Punisher would pick up the fact that Dread does that. Exactly. And would take advantage yes. of that moment. Hence why I think in this scenario, Punisher and Etrigan get an advantage for the fact that Punisher is more ruthless yeah. when it comes to situations like this. Whereas Dread, who, you know, Judge Dread's mantra really is I am the law because his approach to things is based on what you deserve. 
Mm. He doesn't like... It's not like he wants to go around and just kill everybody because it's fun and games. You, as criminals, have done something wrong and he is out to get you. If you're a regular citizen, you know, he's not just going to be like, well, I'm going to kill you because I'm, I'm doing this for fun. And I think that pause in the scenario where he's assessing Mojo World or wherever we're putting them in mm. the Gladiator situation, Punisher, who is really quick... Judge Red's quick as well, but Punisher, who's, who's going to be really quick with it, is going to be like, I see what's up. I got to do what I got to do to survive. I have to get back and continue my job. And he's, you know, he, he's not as much about law and justice as much as he likes to tell himself he is. Yeah. He's about revenge. And, yeah. And, and a chip he's, on his shoulder. Yeah. He's um, a vengeful bastard. Yeah. So and, that's why I think I am. If I'm going to give mine, I say Punisher and Etrigan win it over only because Punisher gets the advantage over Judge Dredd for not taking as long to assess and just know I got to kill people. I, 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 I don't want to say that it'd be a stalemate, but I find it's almost a stalemate for, okay. for me in my brain. But the one thing I would say, because it's I think I think all your, your points about the advantages for Punisher and Etrigan are completely exactly what I was thinking. Mm. The only advantage that I'd say Judge Dredd and Hellboy have over them is um, Judge Dredd, assuming that he's beamed, right, when, he, when he's just like in his, he's just taken out of his world, he always has the exact same stuff on him. Like he always has the same gun. The gun oh, has the same yeah. bullets. Yeah. So he's always prepared. He knows what he has. Yeah. He he's used to always working with exactly with what he has. Mm. Whereas Punisher would usually like you know if he's going to go against something like the pun um the Hulk or something like that. He's oh, like, he okay, adapts. I'm I'm, I'm going to get my 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 rocket launchers yeah. and this and that. So I think Punisher would have a have to need to adapt a bit more because it's like what did I get to bring with me? And then Hellboy, the one thing that you have is. And this is this is me not knowing enough about Hellboy. How much can he tap into the fact that he's the son of the devil? Mm. You know, like how how much powerful is he to Etrigan? But at this point in time, you can say that maybe there might be an experience factor here. Mm -hmm. Because whereas again, Judge Dredd, he has a tendency to deal with low lives. Yeah. Whereas Punisher has dealt with yes, he's dealt with yeah. low lives, but he's dealt with Hulks, Hulks, Spider Man's, yeah. Iron Man's of the world. Yeah. Him him fighting Hellboy is considered another day on the job whereas yeah, that's uh, a good point judge dread is it's not normal to fight etrigan yeah that's true and then at the same time etrigan and hellboy both have experience but i feel like etrigan has more experience in battle I than mean, hellboy does yeah because hellboy was kept in like a facility exactly right yeah, like he's yeah. and he's a child to himself to a certain degree. he's like a overgrown teenager sometimes yes. so it also depends when what time in, in Hellboy's life are taking? So let's I mean, just, even if you took Hellboy at his most, uh, he's been out in the world the longest, he still was in a facility for a long time, yeah. whereas Etrigan is thousands of years old. He's immortal. And, and, and he's been fighting since yeah. he's been essentially cr created. So yeah, yeah, I actually, by saying that, I, I completely but, agree with you. It's the Punisher and Etrigan. I didn't even think about that aspect, but you're right. That's true. Th taking into consideration Etrigan's like, longevity and just how long he's been doing it. He does have an advantage over Hellboy in that one. Yeah, so I, I actually completely agree. I think it's Etrigan and, and, and Punisher over this one. Yeah. Which okay. is a little bit sad, but yeah, you got to choose. <laughs> yeah, Judge Judge Dredd and Hellboy are two. I mean, we're saying they would win, but we're not saying it'd be an easy fight. Oh, no. Like, no. Uh, this is very, like, at the level. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, what's that show? Um, Great, Deadliest Warrior or whatever? Yeah. Like, I'd love for them to make oh, the yeah. little anime of, of yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, but no, definitely Punisher and Etrigan. Okay, we agree on that one. That was non-canon. We're moving into our final segment on the show. This is Final Thoughts. Mm. This one, once again, 
for those who have forgotten, because if you have, you're crazy. But it's time travel, so you can always rewind to the beginning no, and re-listen to the go. whole thing. This is uh, <laughs> episode three. We are covering Chrononauts, volume one, issues one through four. It's the, the entire run. Written and created by Mark Millar and Sean Gordon Murphy. Art by Sean Gordon Murphy. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts? Uh, just pick up the book. Pick up the like, book, like this, this like, is... Don't even, like... Take take the time yeah. to pick up the book. Uh, there's no, there's honestly, un- unless again, unless you're a stickler about um, time pieces. Yeah. Um, if you've ever partied in your life, if you've ever made a mistake and like wondered if you could have spent time with that one person or yeah. gotten back with that one, one girl or one one boy, depending on your your perspectives, um, it's it's just fun. Yeah. It, it, it answers it, it 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 gives you everything that you need in a book. It's, it lets you live out what your time traveling fantasy would be without actually time traveling. Because it really is, like we said earlier, it's really what I would probably like with my best friend. I mean, less drinking because my best friend doesn't drink and I don't I'm not much of a drinker. Uh, probably no gambling. But there'd be a lot of just witnessing interesting things mm. and interacting with interesting people. No. Like that's my thing. When I think when I think of to myself like what would I do in this situation? I there's a lot I, I probably I might I might throw some of those parties. Yeah. I'm definitely doing some stock market investments. I'm doing the whole becoming a rock star because that's yes, one of the, what's the one Morrissey. of the Yeah, the, that's one of his his things, right? The Morrissey scene is amazing, <laughs> Like guys. stealing like amazing songs. Like say, yeah, write it this way. He <laughs> wrote the Beatles. He wrote Harry <laughs> Potter and he he created Breaking Bad I think you know he's a genius it's like what did you do to the timeline like I'm telling you guys I know we spoiled it quite a bit by in this episode but even with even by spoiling it like he said it doesn't take away I myself read this online went out the next day and bought it yeah I I honestly I'm probably going to add it to my collection yeah it's one of those titles that you want to own it's one of those things that you know it, it four issues, but it's a perfect four issues. Millar and Murphy really went out of their way to create a really interesting and fun story, mm. and it almost makes me think that did did they did they see themselves in the character? Yeah, that's it. Are like, they are you, they? You Quinn feel like it has Riley? to be based off of something. Yeah, like maybe, yeah. not, maybe not the science part, but there's there, there's some personal connection to this yeah. book for sure. Yeah, maybe just the fact that they realized. Uh, I like for for example, maybe one of them had a, a family tragedy. Yeah, but I think everyone could easily relate to that. Like how how they write the concept of like the one that got away. Yes, I feel like how they wrote it was like everyone's gone through this. Yeah, no one definitely. cannot relate to this part of the book. And then the fact that like you're dating that scumbag lawyer out of all things, <laughs> like you're like yeah, it's that's yeah. it's always a scumbag. Like, it's always scumbag, bad employment. Like you're a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I'm just a quick nod because at the back of the graphic novel you have it. Uh, it lists Mark Millar, Sean Murphy, Matt Hollingsworth, Chris Iliopoulos, and Nicole Bose. So I think those are all the people who contributed to the creation of this uh, this story. And I, I mean, yes, I, I think they all... Yeah, because Matt Hollingsworth is the color artist, Chris Iliopoulos does the lettering, and Nicole Bose is the editor. Mm. So there you go. It, it's, from, it's from Image Comics, guys. It came out in 2013, I think. Yeah, it's the volume Chronotes Volume One printed in 2015, but the comic came out 2013. It's a really good read. We are both recommending it highly, 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 highly recommending. Like honestly, if if I had to give this on ten, I would. I like. I'm not gonna say. Oh, yeah, should we do it on ten? I'm not gonna necessarily give it ten because ten's supposed to be like utterly groundbreaking, but easily a nine. Yeah, easily a nine without 
without even thinking. I'm twice. giving it a 12 on 10 because <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I think I think that the 8.5 to 9 region is where I'm sticking. It definitely has, like you said, 10 is something that if I read it, I would put it down and my life would change. Yeah, well, because like I give this a solid nine because the second I, I finished reading it, I'm like, I want this to be a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to see, I want to really truly see this. Like, yeah. It, it, like how it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. It would be fun to see them try and recreate this in cinema. And I mean, this is one of those situations where I, I've, and I've said this before, and once again, this is now owned by Netflix. So if anyone's going to do it, it would be Netflix, which would be pretty cool. It's one of those situations where when you, you read the, the graphic novel or the trade paperback, I should say, and you go through it and you really get a sense of what was done here. You think to yourself, that was fun. I think I would watch the movie. And then the, the fact that Netflix bought Miller world and has the money to do this. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're doing what 700 this year, 2018, they plan to do 700 original pieces of content. But but then again, like, I mean, Netflix is like a behemoth behemoth stupid money yeah stupid, like you know they they are the equivalent of like google yeah they're in, up there in, in right their now. in their in their industry right like for someone who is like oh it's, it's never gonna co- kick off eight dollars <laughs> a month or whatever <laughs> it's like yeah we're taking it over bitches <laughs> yeah so guys that's that's uh that's our final thought we both recommend it uh you know, uh you know 8.5 and a 9 mm. on 10 from both of us and i really do think you guys will enjoy it so mm. yeah and you got Oh, sorry. I was I was just gonna give like a little a little shout out to Toby actually. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe dedicate this episode to his new niece and or nephew. Yeah, that's, that's true. Coming, yes, that's why yes, he's not yes. here unfortunately today. So uh, yeah. So uh, the busy life of uh, an Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> the Adonis. Uh, but yeah, th- guys, thank you so much. Uh, I mean. Do you have anything for Top of the Pile? I mean, Top of the Pile is, we don't do it every week, but if there's any, any um, I have one thing that I want to tell people about, but uh, if I you will, have anything. I will say, because I, one thing I, I, I reserve Top of the Pile for is, because, you know, we only collect so many comic books at a time. We can only read so many things at a time. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I have read recently that I, I think is really good, uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps uh, yep. has been a lot of fun. Uh, there's been a lot of changement. Uh, sorry, changement. That's not even a word. <laughs> Reverse that. Wish I could go back in time and erase that. But um, <laughs> um, there's been a lot of changes happening there. And now it's just gotten really interesting in the current volume. The current story arc is actually uh, Hal Jordan and Kyle Rayner go against Zod and his family. Oh, interesting. So, like, yeah, they, they, they go to, like, solve a problem on a planet. And they're like, oh, the problem with the planet is they're all, you know, hailing a new ruler, which is Zod and his family. And... I mean, I don't really have to go much. Is it under that. a yellow sun at least? The two yellow suns. Oh, so shit. it's like it's really something else. <laughs> Damn yeah, uh, it's okay, really something fair. else. So uh, I know that they're not done the story arc, but I've read the, the the I think there's three or four issues into it, and it's been it's been awesome. And I'm also uh, biased. I love the whole the whole color spectrum in DC is something that I've always been a fan of. Yeah, I could dedicate that to my friend Ryan who uh, introduced me to. A blackest night it's blackest night, yeah right? black. i used to always call it darkest night so i, I had oh, to like, yeah i it. have blackest night i read most of it yeah it very is. interesting that yeah. full color spectrum i ha- actually have all the rings oh sweet yeah i own the whole collection yeah. awesome um but yeah no so i, I would strongly represent uh suggest that that's that's been a, a really cool read okay as of late. uh for me i'm just gonna shout out and i, I 
I mean, I'm slightly annoyed by this, but not annoyed to the point where I wouldn't read it. So I've talked about World of Wakanda before, written by Roxanne Gay, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- which got canceled, which was quite unfortunate. I thought they they didn't give the, the the character, the writer and the characters a chance to really explore what they wanted to do with the story. So I think that was kind of unfair. Uh, but even at, at, now that obviously everything Black Panther is really in the in the public eye and really popular, mm. I feel that Marvel is definitely banking yeah. on things. Well. Which I mean, if you're a business and things are profitable and everyone it's in the public eye, I'm I can't really be mad at you for it. Mm. But I, for me, it just kind of sucks to see that they took it away from Roxanne Gay, canceled the series after like only three or four issues, and then they turn around. And now because the Dora Milaje are so cool, it's cool to hand it over to Endi, en, Enedi Okorafor, who is going to be writing the World of Wakanda as crossovers with the Marvel Universe. I mean, she's in. They're in the Marvel universe, yeah. but crossovers as in they're leaving Wakanda. The Dora Milaje oh, yeah. usually never leave the. Mm. One of the things that is kind of for anyone who's listening to this, I mean, you as the door as you understand Dora Milaje in the movies, they're not the same in the comic book right now. Uh, I mean, you you have the Midnight. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called. I think they're called Midnight Marauders. Midnight. I'd have to look it up. But uh, Ao and Anika are not Dora Milaje anymore. So okay. when they say within World of Wakanda, as much as this is being promoted as a Dora Milaje leaving Wakanda, they're not they're not Dora Milaje anymore. They've created their own group and they are going to be going into New York to help out with other stories. Oh. So June 27th, we're going to be getting the first one, which is a crossover with The Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing. Then we're going to get two more. It's going to be World of Wakanda, X-Men, World of Wakanda, Avengers. Avengers. Oh, and all three are being written by the writer, Andy Okorafor. Uh, who, yeah. I mean, once again, I, I don't like the fact that it's being pitched as Marvel's latest plan for the Dora Milaje, Wakanda Forever, Amazing Spider-Man, because those characters aren't Dora Milaje. And if they are going to be changing the story, they'd have to, like, really, they'd have to write it into Tanahasi Coates' version to bring them back into the Dora Milaje, which would undermine everything that they've worked on in the story mm-hmm. so far. Because there's a lot of like political, social, economic references as to why these decisions were being made for them to step down from that position. And I feel like they would be doing them a disservice if they went about it that mm-hmm. way. In any case. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my kind of top of the pile. Keep an eye out for it June 27th. And then, yeah, that's it. That's sure, all. Sure, sure. That's well, the show, guys. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for listening in. Of course, yes. Uh, it's thank always a uh, it's always a pleasure talking comic books with you, uh, Mr. Uh, Brian Doc Holly. And Dave, always a pleasure. And once again, guys, like we always say every week, uh, you know, check out squared ideacom Please do. If you guys are interested, if you're writers, if you're creators, if you have ideas, if you're looking for guidance, these guys have gone through it so that they can help you do it better this in the next phase that's, that's a very nice pitch i mean that's what it is right i mean when i sat with chris and mike the first time they pitched it to me as we're going through it now so that we can help people avoid some of the the traps that we fell through mm-hmm. and, and i i want i think that's amazing it's the same way that i wish i could do something like that for podcasting and college radio but unfortunately don't have the time but these guys are doing something amazing so if you're interested hit them up squared-idea.com uh, i mean all the info's on the website yeah, right? all the info's on the website and again uh it, it's a uh, 
It's uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, I know Mike and Chris have set up Instagram. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on that just yet. And again, you know, you could always if uh, if you want to just dive into it right away, you could go into, onto Patreon. And again, if you're if you're just someone trying to even get out there and you're like, where can I just post my stuff? Patreon's the thing. Another little advice I'd always give to anybody: uh, just remember, it's not an idea until it's written down. Mm. Uh, it's very very important. Yeah. Uh, and if you want any kind of early insights about us uh you could actually go on to geektastic one of your older can people go back to old yes episodes? yes yes there's an episode that we did geektastic cypher where we interviewed the three gentlemen mm. and uh yeah that's on the that's on franklinarmstrong.com if you guys are interested i would say just subscribe to geektastic cypher geektastic cypher is now available on itunes iHeartRadio, TuneIn, google play overcast and stitcher Amazing. We're Good on job all of those guys. platforms. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out Geektastic Cypher, that you can check it out in anywhere of any one of those places to listen to the show. You can always go to franklinarmstrong.com. The episodes are always listed there as well. And uh, that's canon is also has its own page. Our first episode is up right now. And these episodes will come to follow in the coming weeks. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, franklinarmstrong.com is the site. I would recommend you guys check us out on Instagram and Twitter at a strong franklin. That's the official Twitter and Instagram account for the full franklinarmstrong.com site. So it covers both that's canon and geektastic cypher. And if you want to hit us up on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash franklinarmstrong D-O-T-C-O-M. And one of the things that I found out recently this week, which I'm pretty excited about, and I hope it works for everyone this way, if you Google Franklin Armstrong, we are the second thing that shows up now. Awesome. Franklin Congrats. Armstrong. That's, that's good. I know. That's I, really I didn't, good. I don't know what it is. We didn't do anything. Uh, I was, and I wasn't anywhere, like, I know usually if, like, if I'm searching for Franklin Armstrong and I do it from work and someone else at my work searches it, I guess the IP addresses might... Mm. I feel like those searches kind of get pushed together. So, but this was like somewhere completely unrelated to anywhere I'd ever been before. And I was with someone that I speak to on a very few occasions and I just asked them to look it up and they looked it up and we were the second. And I was just like, Oh, that's awesome. So great. If you can't find us, just Google Frank and Armstrong and you should find us right there. So that's the show guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We are out for the day. Cause we are, we're going to go do some things. We're going to go party and be cool people. Yeah. With, with minus the, the time travel. Yeah. <laughs> But, so we, we will we will experience the hangover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so for all of you guys listening, we'll be back in the near future. Take care. Have a good one. Ciao.